In this episode of Call to Marriage, we talk about being deployment ready. What does that look like? What we can do as spouses to ease our anxiety around it and so much more. I know that we are currently in a very scary, uncertain time, and I just hope that this episode brings you a little bit of comfort through preparedness. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Call to Marriage. We are in this series, Mill Spouse in Training, and the essential (laughs) meat of the series um, is going to be talking about preparing to become a military spouse. Um, We have a bunch of different voices coming on from starting a business to male spouses to finding community and everything like that, but I thought that with the uncertainty that's going on today, um, that we would focus on deployment preparation talk today and also just wanted to encourage everybody that is currently going through the potential of a deployment or your loved one is getting ready to deploy that you had some words of comfort. And I know that for me at least, feeling a little bit more prepared helps with some of the anxiety that I have around the unknown. I also want to say that my heart breaks for what is going on. Um, My grandfather is Ukrainian and, you know, his parents came from Ukraine. And so I have a lot of um, family love for Ukraine. And so it's been really scary to see what's going on, what's happening in Kiev and everything Um, like that. So I just want to say here at Call to Marriage, um, we are going to be doing everything that we can to support. And I also know that for a lot of uh, the military spouse community, this this is scary, especially for the younger spouses. And I know that that may sound weird, but what I mean by that is we didn't Um, the newer spouses, we didn't experience the deployments to Afghanistan and Iraq. A lot of us were very, very young when it happened. Um, I, I was in, I think, elementary school, grade school early on when the, the Twin Towers fell. And so for us, we haven't really experienced the, we haven't experienced war really a lot of time when we became military spouse we were pulling troops out we weren't really seeing those deployments as often or as much or as intensely so I think there's this fear that this will become something really big and we have never experienced anything like this and so for those military spouses for those newer spouses feeling those emotions I get it I'm here with you. I feel those feelings with you. It is scary. But I think preparing for deployment um, is really, really good for kind of helping at least minimize some of the anxieties around the unknown. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I've done a couple 
um, episodes on deployment, specifically, I think a whole series when my husband was on rotation in Europe about a year or so ago. And so um, I think a lot of some of my I've learned a little bit more as we've come to this this time period and I've, I've gained a little bit of knowledge. And so I want to share that with you and update it a little bit and kind of help you through this preparation as well. And so the very first thing um, that should be on the top of your list when talking about preparing for deployment is getting a, a POA, which stands for power of attorney. This is essentially a document that allows you to act, um, act at, it's very simplified, act as your spouse if something were to happen. And it is a document that you can get at your um, judiciary office on post. So for um, me, it's, it's JAG, it's the Army Judicial Advisory uh, Group Corps. And you can go in, you can get a special POA that lasts for a year. You can also get a longer one, but honestly, um, just the quick special one is totally fine. And you go in, you go in with your spouse, you sign some paperwork, and it basically just says, in the event that something happens, you uh, can act as your spouse, which means that you know you can access the bank accounts you can access you know credit cards you can make arrangements on behalf of your spouse it's a it's a critical document to have um i know that it's scary to think about the need for that document but i would hate for anybody to put be put in the situation where they couldn't access information because they didn't have the power of attorney or the poa so definitely make sure that getting the POA signed and have it updated and have um, the original copy and a copy of it. Um, the The copy of it is more so for your records because you will need the original copy to do anything, but it's really good to have both an original and a copy in case something happens. The next thing that should be on your list is something that I think is it's not necessarily a necessity, but I think it's really important to get done is family pictures. Um, we get pictures taken um, anytime really we know he's either going to go on rot- rotation or if he's going to be gone for a long period of time. I really like to have updated family photos done just so we have them. And the great thing about the military spouse community is there are so many entrepreneurs and so many business spouses and we have found a fantastic um, army spouse photographer here at Fort Campbell. We love it. They are usually so, so good about working with military spouse families because they are military spouses themselves. So I would always say um, find a military spouse photographer, get those family pictures taken, print them out. If you have kids, this is especially good to have just so they can have something, you know, a picture of mom or dad what have you, um, with them and available. If you have kids, um, I would highly recommend as well, just from talking with other military spouses, um, the daddy dolls are great. And you can also like mommy dolls, obviously, if, if the wife is the spouse, but it's a good physical item for them to have. It's a good comfort item. Um, also there are, um, books that explain, um, deployment and, and, you know, military parents leaving and what that looks like um, that I think would be really, really good. And, and I'll link those in 
um, the Instagram post at call to marriage for you guys, just so you can look at those and see them. But just something that explains it a little bit better from the kid's perspective is really good because it can be very hard to explain what's going on to children. And it can be really hard to explain why mom and dad have to leave, um, you know, what's going on in the world. So having something that is written specifically for a child can sometimes take a lot of that stress off of you to figure out how you're going to explain what's going on. With that, a countdown is essential for a deployment or a rotation. Something that is going to give you a physical, tangible reminder that it's going to end, it's going to be over. Um, I find there's a lot of power that comes from ripping numbers off of a wall. I know a lot of you guys know about my post-it note method where I stick up post-it notes based on how many weeks are left in the deployment and then the last 10 days I post 10 post-it notes. And at the end of each week or at the end of each day, I rip the post-it note off the wall, I shred it up and I throw it in the trash as kind of a physical reminder that it's ending and I have a little bit more power over it, it feels like when I do that. So having a um, some kind of countdown is really good. Getting into the logistics of the deployment itself, there are going to be communication barriers. Um, I know if you're Navy, when they go underway, it can be hard, especially on the ship with the Wi-Fi access and everything, it can be hard to communicate. You don't really know when you're going to be able to talk to them. Um, if they go are going into a combat zone, communication can be difficult. So having a means of communication, understanding what the communication might look like and having those expectations before they leave, set up before they leave, is really good. It would suck for them to get over there and and you not to understand that lack of communication may be a thing and then you're just worried because you haven't heard from them. So setting up that expectation with your spouse beforehand saying, you know, hey, what is the communication going to look like? Are you going to be able to talk to me? Do I need to, you know, get in the habit of writing you letters? Is there some place that I can send letters to? Can I send you care packages? Is that something that you would like me to send to you? Um, those are really good conversations to have to set up the expectation before they leave. Not only does it help your partner understand your needs for communication, but it also helps you understand in your own self what the expectations will look like and what communication will look like so that you're not frantic and concerned over it if you can't um, communicate to your person. If you are able to send them care packages, knowing what they need, what that what that delivery will look like, when to start sending them out. Um, it's really good to invest in a good vacuum sealer. I have a little hand sealer one. The reason I say that is because um, if you're going to be sending over baked goods or treats or um, anything like that, having a vacuum seal bag helps preserve the freshness of those items. A Ziploc bag by itself is not going to work, especially because it can take weeks for the packages to get to your service member. So invest in a vacuum seal bag invest in some, you know, pantry staples that aren't going to go bad, like, you know, jerky and things like that, that you can send, um, understanding, you know, what the needs are. Do they need toiletries sent to them? Do they need floss sent to them? Do they need, um, reminders from home sent to them? Do they want pictures? Do they want things like that? I would say, um, I, I would err on the side of caution with sending photographs in care packages just because um, if a package gets lost, you, you don't want that um, 
to to just be out there and not know where it is. Um, but sending you know food items and things that they would need there it is always good before you send a care package just to look up the restrictions the custom restrictions for um, the country that it's going to so in general you know sending alcohol is a no-no sending tobacco products is a no-no really it's good to not send liquids in general just because if they opened and spilled it would kind of cause a big mess but knowing um what you can and cannot send beforehand is going to be really good to make sure you have that peace of mind to know that their package is not going to get stuck in customs. It's not going to get shipped back to you. Everything will be okay. Um, and, and finally, having involvement in the FRG or the SFRG, depending on um, what, what you call it, the Army, we call it the SFRG, the Soldier Family Readiness Group. I know Navy calls it just the FRG, but getting involved and knowing who your FRG contact is. I think there's this stigma that the FRG is like a spouse gossip club sometimes, or, you know, they're the ones that force you to do things or, you know, you have to always put in volunteer hours with them and put on events and et cetera, et cetera. But the FRG is going to be your best point of contact for information regarding the rotation or deployment. They are going to have you know, the most up-to-date information for you. If you're unable to communicate to your soldier, they're going to have information coming directly from the chain of command. They will know, you know, they will give you everything that they can. Um, if something happens, you know, they're going to be the ones that, you know, that will, will be able to reach out and let you know what's going on. So knowing who your FRG contact is, getting that contact information um, updated and getting involved in the group. You don't have to volunteer if you don't want to. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. But knowing who that point of contact is, getting involved in that sense so that you have information is really good to have peace of mind of what's going on, especially if communication is going to be limited. Especially if communication is going to be limited. So make sure that your spouse gets you involved with the contact information. They have your information um, and they can reach out to you um, you can also ask other spouses like, Hey, who's the contact for this? How can I get in? Your spouse doesn't have to do it. You can do it through that chain as well, but just getting the FRG information set up is going to be so critical for getting accurate information because rumors and hearsay are brutal during deployments because people are talking so-and-so heard this, but so-and-so heard this. The FRG is going to be your best point of contact and your most accurate point of contact. So really make sure you get involved there. I know it's scary right now. I know it's confusing right now, but I want you to know that you're not alone in this and that it's okay to be scared, but you do have a community behind you supporting you. You do have people supporting you. Um, If you need someone or you have questions or there's something that you need answered, feel free to reach out to me. Email me at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. DM me on Instagram at call to marriage. Let me know. I'm here to be a support and be a resource for you if you need it. As always, you are more than just a spouse. You are more than just a wife, just a husband. Um, And I so, so appreciate your support. And I hope you all have a fantastic week and I will talk to you again shortly. Bye.